0: This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith
1: and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. And Welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. John Morris, Katie Smith, and right around the corner, so it's cold outside as we record this, but right around the corner is spring and baseball and softball, so let's talk some Baylor baseball today.
0: Isn't that wild? I mean time really does start flying. Like it feels like basketball has just started <laughs> and then baseball is so, so close, but who better to kick off this baseball season, uh, than Zach Dillon, our new assistant coach. So hitting coach and recruiting coordinator. So a lot of new faces, um, on this staff, but some familiar faces too. And so Zach yeah. Dillon being one
2: of those. So Zach, welcome back to Baylor. Oh, it's so great. So good to be back. And so good to, uh, Start this journey this spring. We're excited to get going. Yeah.
1: And it is welcome back. You played here and uh, were a really good player during your time here. Uh, and Mitch gets the job. What was that initial conversation like when Mitch is starting to fill out his staff?
2: Well, I think there were a lot of conversations over the last decade probably yeah. <laughs> about yeah. about this time, you know, potentially happening at some point. And I think, it, you know, in all of our minds, it was kind of a, just a pipe dream or a long shot or or whatever you want to call it, but uh it's a place that's so special to, to he and I and jim blair that uh you know i think I think we all ha- held out hope that one day this this day was coming yeah. so and and it i th- I certainly think it's a god thing that it's come to fruition, and here we are and and now we've got a a lot of work out in front of us to to get it going again.
1: Mitch uh, did not mince any words. I mean, he says it's his dream job. I mean, he's yeah. he's always wanted to come back here. And it's just so great, you know, because of all the history, you know, mm-hmm. that he brings with you and with so many people coming back.
2: Well, I think, I think the alumni pulse was pretty unanimous as, yeah. as far as who they wanted in that seat and who they wanted in that chair, starting with me, whether I was going to be a part of it or not. Um, and I think his road um, – speaks volumes to what he feels about this place and and this community and and Baylor in itself that um you know he's not a guy that was lacking for job opportunities around the country when when he had to leave Baylor and he chose to stay here he chose to in in our world probably take take a step back Mm. and and go over to McLennan and um Mm. but he didn't he didn't take mcclennan any lighter than he takes his position here and it showed you yeah. know he he excelled at the highest level and in that program and and took them to new heights winning the national championship and producing uh just team after team of of really talented kids and and got them all to the next place exactly how you're supposed to at that at that level and and produce some really good prospects as well so you know he he is so deserving of what he's has the opportunity of doing right now. And, and, you know, we're all excited to be by his side.
0: Yeah. So, so fun when people come back, right. It just kind of feels right. And it speaks to that kind of that Baylor community. And so what, what about that kind of drew you back into this job?
2: Well, I was, I was enjoying my own leadership role. Yeah. um, At a a lesser level in, in travel baseball, but something, um, I was passionate about and and growing the game at that level and and really creating opportunities for kids from the age of nine through 18 and being able to share my expertise with not only families and the the players, but the staff I I was able to work with and um, we were building something really cool. So I wasn't in a hurry just to jump back into college baseball, but um, this, this situation for the right guy, the right place, the right time um, drew me back in and, and, couldn't be more excited to be back in. Quite honestly, I think we've got a, we've got a special thing going. We've got a special group of people in that office over there, and, and we've got good kids, you know. And mm. I think the one thing that stayed consistent over the twenty two years I've been involved in the program now, um, and th- and that predates me, is the type of kid that comes to Baylor and the type of kid that comes to play baseball at Baylor specifically. You know, they're all pretty similar. Yeah, if, I think you could, uh, you know, kind of pinpoint. Who fits and who doesn't pretty quick in this place? So um, we're excited about the kids we have. We're we're really excited all to work together and and be on this journey and this mission together.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, Tell, uh, you talked about what you were doing prior to coming back here. Twelve baseball down uh, Katy area. Yep. What, what was that? Tell us what that looked like. Well,
2: so actually my last college coaching job with Mitch uh, over at McClendon, mm-hmm. I had been at. University of Iowa and, and Mississippi State and Baylor in 2012 for the 2012 season. Um, so I spent about seven years in college baseball. it's a Good season to be back, by the way. That was a good year to yeah yeah. That was it's good a good year, year to, to hop on. Here. on and, uh, yeah, that was a good year. If you're
1: going to come back for one year. We could do a couple it. more of those. Exactly. Let's <laughs> do that, that was again. a lot of fun. So
2: uh, no, I, I think you know, for me, it, it was time to kind of stabilize my career, and that was an opportunity to. I th- I saw to do it. Uh, it was an opportunity, probably financially, to get make up some ground. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you spend enough time in this, <laughs> you know, at the level I was doing it at, you know, you mm-hmm. y- it's time to make some money. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm you know pretty confident in myself and ability to to go into a situation like that and have the ability to create structure, create a, a leadership platform, and and be able to really structure a program and practices and hire staff that fit, you know, I think at the highest level of baseball. So, you know, when you bring a college mindset or a professional baseball mindset into travel baseball and you do it that way and you live up to it and you and you work every day, like, it's a, a really important thing, what happens is you kind of start to elevate. And, mm. and I found that that's what happened. Yeah. You know, our standards were really, really high um, for, for that level. And what it did was – create a program that's developing players at a at a really high level um Mm -hmm. and and getting players placed at a really high level so you know i think you know in in my six-year period there we put over 300 kids into college baseball um you know i think we'll have a first rounder in this year's draft we'll we've got kids playing all over the country right now at the division one level i'll have to uh i'll have to compete against a bunch of them (laughs) (laughs) all right um but we had two kids on the USA 18 and under national team wow. and all the way down. So I think what, what we were able to do is is build a reputation of mm. the people to go to at that level of the game in the state of Texas, um, mm. or at least in the, the South Texas-Houston area. Um, and and we're very proud of that time. Nice, you sure. Know, very proud of that time. So I had I had former alums Trevor Moat and Corey Van Allen by my side, mm. so it, you know, along with a, a bunch of other really good staffers nice. and former college baseball coaches, too. So we were able to do some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that, that'll that help us in recruiting, having all those contacts down there. So
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You got great contacts.
0: Yeah, exactly. So ha- knowing the other side of it, right, the, the parents, the, the recruits, the kids and what they're looking for, how helpful has that been to be on the other side to now be recruiting those kids?
2: Well, it's, it's really twofold. Um, kind of have a head start for yeah. a full cycle of high school kids that you know um, yeah. in certain areas of the state and really around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've sat in the rooms with the major influencers and in travel baseball, the guys with all the players mm. um, I know personally and they know me, and mm-hmm. I think that's a huge help. And and that's a similar situation for Mitch at the junior college level with the, the best junior college coaches mm-hmm. in the country. There's a level of respect. There's a level of we want you to do good mm-hmm. because it says something when – you know, somebody takes a chance on a junior college head coach, junior college head coach, right? uh-huh. or, or the travel ball guy, you know, yeah. like it, it, those guys want us to do well and succeed. Um, so, you know, we, we've got our people that we trust around the country and, and we trust their evaluations of guys. And, you know, I, I think they trust us in handling the kids the right way, which is a rarity at, at certain levels of this right now. Um, so, you know, we're going to go into it with that approach. I, I think the second thing, you know, I did this for seven years, um, and in the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, um, I was in all three of those leagues. I did it at McLennan. Um, and I learned more in my six-year time period in travel baseball mm-hmm. than I ever would have learned, wow. you know, staying in at the college level. Because right. there's, nobody shares how they work at the college level. You're, you're just figuring it out as mm-hmm. you go. You know, I had a firsthand seat with all the kids that were recruited out of our program and how – different institutions were recruiting players and what their approach was and how they were handling them and handling those conversations or scheduling camps for Mm -hmm. the younger guys and and how they were doing all those things to be able to kind of create a buzz and create interest amongst the the different classes in our state. Um, and I think, you know, there's a fair amount of that that we're, we're mimicking, Hmm. you know, we're stealing. (laughs) So, um, but at the same time, we're going to do it our way, and we're going to trust our eyes and, and go watch games, and then we're going to we're gonna select our players. We're not going to collect our players. Mm. So,
1: Ooh, I like um, that. <laughs> I like that, too. Yeah. You
2: know, and I think there's a lot of collecting going on and then sorting it out later, huh. you know, kind of a draft and follow or a commit right. and follow model um, where they almost hold the kids hostage yeah. over a three- mm-hmm. and four-year period and then decide later, um, which can be done now. And I think what what's happened on the college baseball side is once the travel or the transfer portal was instituted, you know that the loyalty factor went out the window, you know, in that regard. So uh, when a kid can leave you at any moment, you better have enough mm-hmm. behind them. Yeah. Um, and and they can leave you for a, a variety of reasons. Maybe they you said something one day they didn't like, which mm-hmm. can happen in coach-player relationships. <laughs> Maybe I think it's a challenging time in our sport. And I hope I hope we can get some of those things righted to where you know, it comes back to the middle a little bit on some of these issues. But but at the same time, you know, we're we're gonna be in the fight and we're gonna there's still families and there's still kids out there that are looking for exactly what we have to offer, you know, and we just gotta find those kids and find those families that that want to buy into us and want to buy into the development process, not only as players, but as people, as we, you know, as our mission is here at Baylor to prepare champions for life and, and all four phases of that. So yeah. we're we're, uh, you know, I think we're off to a great start on the recruiting front. I think we uh, we're excited about what we have here this year um, and, we'll, and we'll see, you know, what happens here in about a month.
1: You hit the ground running when you guys uh, came in, got the job. Uh, Mitch finished out his staff, you know, as quick as possible and then put the recruiting class together. That was a whirlwind, wasn't it?
2: It, it really was. Um, I don't think anything changed but my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part of the year is awfully busy on that other side too. Yeah. So, I, you know, yeah. I was out and about with with the twelve program. I'd been in Cary, North Carolina, and then I was in Palm Beach, Florida when all of that was going on in, in late June. Um And, I, you know, I'm going back and forth on what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, once I finally got home for a day and and spoke with Heather and we decided that, okay, this is where God wants us to be. This is where we're called to be. So um, at that moment, you know, I think I said yes signed a contract (laughs) watched the or or did the recruiting test via zoom and then I flew to Alabama the next day yeah Yeah. (laughs) I picked up a duffel bag of Baylor stuff from James and in college station as he was watching games and then uh hit the road and I was gone till you know really I I didn't get to Waco until August yeah you know the beginning of August that's right I was kind of all over the place trying to figure it out but uh you know, I think we're really excited about what we were able to do in a short time in yeah. that 23 class. Yeah. Whether we were solidifying some of the guys that the other staff had brought in, or you know, identifying and, and recruiting some of our own, and we took some no's. You mm-hmm. know, I, being in the situation I was in, we, we knew a lot of guys, mm-hmm. and we got them here. We just mm-hmm. couldn't get them to say yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they, but they happen yeah. to be they happen to be the best guys. So you know, we're the respect. They had for us and, and for who we were to get them on campus at that period of time was a big deal, I thought. Um, and we'll start to get some yeses out of that crew yeah. eventually. So.
1: I have no doubt about
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Have you found it easier to be able to recruit to a place like Baylor speaking from your experiences compared to the other coaches you were at?
2: There's no doubt. My last exp- my last experience here in 2012 taught me that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had been at the University of Iowa, which I'm an Iowa kid. And, and, yeah. And, you know, I love – I loved working for Coach Jack Dom up there and the staff, but there's something different when it's kind of a part of you, yeah. And it's inside of you, and and you know what it's all about. Yeah. You know what it, you know what it did for your life. Mm. Um, and when you can sell that whole vision from start to finish, um, I think you really win the parents over. Yeah. I think they go okay, like this is about way more than mm. my son coming to play yeah. baseball. Here. Um, and then I think the kids, if if it's the right kid, you know they're. They're into that. Yeah. They want to hear that. They want to, they want to be a part of the family thing. You know, I'll steal Coach Aranda's, you know, person over player thing. Like mm-hmm. people want that. There's, there's a place for that in all of this. And, um, you know, if you, if you throw out social media, if you throw out NIL, if you throw out the transfer portal, like that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and, and once, you know, we, once the kids realize that, then those are the ones we're, we're probably going to end up with and, and go to bat with.
1: Zach Dillon, our guest, Baylor Baseball, assistant coach, and uh, glad to have him with us on the Sikkim Podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games like uh, Zach's games going back, <laughs> telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, let's. Can we. Go back. Can we tell some stories? Let Zach tell us some stories. I was hoping
0: we'd do that. Here's
1: what I really wanted to – a lot of things to talk to Zach about. But you were here 2003 to 2006. Then you said came back 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 03-06 during your playing career. Great career here. Yeah. Great career. I mean, think about the catchers we've had here at Baylor. You're part of a great lineage of mm-hmm. guys at that catcher position.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we we rolled off some good ones. Yeah, You know, Um You know, starting really, I probably start with Brian Loeb, who who, you know I got to know as a player here when he came back for to finish up school, and Kelly Shopik and Josh Ford, and myself, and Greg Lime, and Josh Lutie, and oh, by the way, Shea Langley. Yeah, you know. So yes, I mean, I'm proud to be a part of that, and I think we're all proud of that. Um, You know, and that's something we hope the guys we have on campus are gonna. Going to continue on, um, you know, and we're fortunate to have two returners back there this year and, and a couple good freshmen um, behind them, and Mazok and, and Poke. And, um, but but we're going to lean on Kaylee and, and Castle's leadership back there and, and hope, you know, they can continue that lineage of, of good players back there. Yeah. But, but Coach Jonigan, you know, I got to give him a lot of mm-hmm. credit. You know, he did such a good job in player development. And he did such a good job developing the catchers um, that I've taken I've taken so much from him over my time and and been able to add to it and, and you know modernize it at times and and I think he's a. Uh, He's certainly a guy I look back on as is, is one of the great teachers I've ever yeah. been around,
1: and't it great he's still around he's still around coaching uh, other side that's right <laughs> other that's right. side of the uh esplanade <laughs> there at softball, but it's great to have hoot yeah. still around
2: it, it really is it's uh and I'm sure there's gonna come times in, in our situation here where mitch is gonna lean on him and mm-hmm. i'm gonna lean on him and no you know, question. i think i think there's uh there's great value in that relationship, yeah. you know.
1: So, 306 includes the 2005 World Series team, yeah. which was spectacular. Uh, won this, won the Big 12, won the uh, uh, Super Regional here over Clemson, and then go to the College World Series. Uh, help me if I remember this right. You beat Texas four times that year? We beat them wow. four times. Four we times.
2: Swept them in a regular season. Yep. Beat them in tournament. Yep. And then – we would have traded two of those for the yeah, two. Exactly. <laughs> and then
1: Katie ran into Texas at the College World <laughs> Series. Goodness that gracious. That year, there were three Big 12 schools there.
2: Us, Nebraska, and Texas. Yep. Wow. In the
1: College World Series and yep. then lost to Texas twice. Uh. They, they eventually won it. But part of the World Series, the, the highlight for anybody that remembers it is that two-lane game. <laughs> two-lane number one seed coming in. You guys were down – Seven nothing.
2: Seven nothing in the seventh. I think we in had the nine, seventh think inning. we had nine outs to play with. They they got out to a five nothing lead early. And I believe Corey Van Allen was on the mound and was able to kinda of hold him down somewhat after the after the initial punch, but then Abe Woody came in and finished the game through five scoreless, I believe, nice. which, which kept us in the game. Wow. Um and we played some really aggressive baseball in the last three innings of that game, down seven, you know, we're down seven, nothing. You're not trying to steal third base very often. <laughs> right. and, but but we did the things we needed to do to get ourselves back in the ball game. Um, you know, I think we just kind of chipped away at it. It may have been seven to two after the seventh and seven to four or seven to five after the eighth. And then the ninth, we get the first two guys on and, and I'm coming to the plate. And Coach Thompson and I kind of made eye contact like, and I don't, I don't want to bunt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, don't take the bat out of my hands <laughs> right. right here. you know. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they wanted me to either. So we put on a fake bunt slash hit and run. And, you know, the, the goal of that play is to hit the ball on the ground out of the middle of the field. And they, they were sold out to the bunt. Their all American first baseman was, um, you know, had crashed and I was able to chop a ball over his head down the right field line. And then, you know, Paul Witt, Gets the ball and play with two strikes, I believe, and and beats out a double play ball. They throw it away, and I score and we win. Yeah, so, kind of a crazy. Uh, you know, that was a really <laughs> really good Tulane team. Yeah. Um. I think Hall of Fame coach Rick Jones said that was the worst loss in his career. Wow. Um, you know, it's just it was one of those nights that, you know, I I can vividly remember. You know, being a goal and a dream to play in the College World Series, and then have a moment like that there was, mm. was really special. Um, something you can take with you forever. Yeah. And, you know. Pretty exciting, cool oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. So
1: Katie, the iconic picture of Baylor scoring the game winning run coming mm-hmm. from seven nothing down, it's this guy, Zach Dillon, scoring That's the game winning run. Amazing. Yes. Isn't
2: that great? Uh, that is incredible.
1: Oh, what a memory. That is oh. me. Yeah. That is me.
2: Yep, and I watched a video. It's amazing. I didn't blow my knee out or my hamster <laughs> yeah. when those guys got to me. celebrating. But, but it was <laughs> it was it was a great moment. I think I was walking on air at the time. Probably uh, little, so. Uh,
0: man. So having that feeling, being able to 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 kind of taste a piece of that, how much does that make this staff want want that more?
2: Well, I think I think we're all driven that way. Yeah. Just if if you're in this profession and and you're in it at the level we're at you know, that's inside of you. A little yeah. Bit. You, that's what keeps us going, you know, and that and the relationships with the mm-hmm. players, like, cause we all want to, we all want to be the best we can absolutely be. And, mm-hmm. and if there's nothing driving you on a daily basis or motivating you on a daily basis, like those kind of moments mm-hmm. and, you know, what are we doing it for? But, but at the same time, you know, you're within all of that, you're, you're chasing something together with a group, which I think we all crave to and, and, within all of that we all get better you know mm-hmm. it's kind of the iron sharpens iron on a daily basis with the players and the coaches like hey we're chasing this thing and, and our, our motto this year is together mm-hmm. you know and I think it'll be our motto most years yeah. you know because anything worth doing is you know something that you want to be connected on and, and together on and I've just always believed that is a Son of a football coach, you know, you kind of have those traits and those values as you grow up, you know, teamwork and hard work and discipline and accountability to something bigger than yourself. I think all those things are. Are important life traits and values that that our guys can carry with them forever, but but it certainly drives our coaching staff day in and day out too,
0: yeah, you mentioned your dad being a coach and then your master's degree in education while you were here was that kind of from from day one what you always saw yourself doing
2: yeah, I knew I was going to be in you know I told my mom when I was like ten years old she's like well what do you what do you think you want to do when you grow up <laughs> and it was like, well, you know all i know is i'll be in a dugout the rest of my life and, <laughs> i and, love you that you know and and in my mind it was like cuz i think i was realistic to the fact that it was really hard to play in the big leagues pretty early yeah. in life but i but i told her i wanted to be in a dugout the rest of my life so that could be as yeah, coach or a player awesome. or whatever yeah, you whatever that. the that. case may be so so far so good i, yeah. have, I, haven't, <laughs> been, I haven't had to stray but yeah. uh, we'll we'll try to keep that that magic going um but uh yeah i, I just think it's uh it's really surreal some days being here and, and all this happening and coming to fruition, but we're, we're certainly not lost on, on our mission at hand. Either. Yeah.
1: So formal practice for you guys starts this week on Friday for the new season, the season opener, February 17th, not that far away. Wow. So explain to our listeners, what's that like when you can finally get you know to this point and kind of that sprint From here to the season over, yeah, it's
2: turned into a bigger sprint, yeah. Seems like, yeah, um, you know, we've been in our eight hour work week um, where we get four hours of skill instruction, four hours of strength and conditioning time, and we've really had to use that time, you know, intelligently, um, whether it be pitcher, catcher, hitters, Mm -hmm. making sure our arms are ready to go because we're going to inter squad day one tomorrow, Mm. you know, we'll play tomorrow and. Make sure our guys are getting at bats. So make sure we're getting live reads off the bat. Make sure our arms are getting built up for you know less than a month from now, being able to go out and play a three-game series against a really good club. So, um, you know, we'll we'll inter squad this weekend, and as it was a three-game series, as much as our pitchers' arms are built up, you know, you're probably looking at more of a seven-inning inter squad uh, scenario. But you know, we'll take our pregame BP and our pregame in and out, and we'll continue to install you know, offense and team defense scenarios throughout. Um, but it, it's a busy time. Yeah. You know, mm. and then you talk about our, you know, the scouting reports for upcoming opponents. And <clears throat> fortunately now in college baseball, you know, with, with some technology and some advances, you know, synergy allows us to – to do some scouting stuff that w- once upon a time didn't exist right. which you know is great you know you feel more prepared for your opponents and your kids mm-hmm. should be more prepared and know what's coming at them a little bit a little bit more but at the same time it's a it's an added workload you know and which is great for us to to have that and but but it does take time to sit down and go through all that so we're we're hard at that and then you know as any new staff you know, goes through anything, you know, we're, we're sitting in the office just, okay, where we, who, who's going to feed us, right. you know, what are we going to do for pregame, what are we going to do for postgame, what are we going to do on the road, how are we going to structure that, you know, so we've had a fair amount of meetings through the winter um, going through all that, so it's not, you know, just a, a cram session at the yeah. very end, but, um, you know, we're just spending every day trying to prepare as in, as intelligently as we can so we can focus on what's important when the time comes.
0: For those who haven't had the chance to take a look at y'all schedule, what are kind of some of those big premier matchups y'all are excited about here in Waco?
2: Well, Central Michigan, which most people probably don't know, you know, they won forty-three ball games last year. Wow! Um, they're picked to win the MAC. Um, they lost in the Gainesville regional last year to a really good Florida team.
1: Huh. Um, who made that schedule? <clears throat> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't us. I but, was going to say. But the good news is, you know,
2: we're outside right now and they're not. True. So, yeah. You know, it, it's. But I'm sure they know how to prepare up there. Yeah, and, um, we we're looking forward to, you know, it's actually a really good opponent for us. A NCAA tournament team coming in right away, and you know we've got a new club, and but it, I think it's a group we can match up with. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go out there and hopefully throw strikes and make the routine play and and compete at the plate and have a much better feel for who we are. Mm. You know, after weekend number sure. one, you know, because when you're playing each other and. Some days the pitchers win, and, you, and you're and you like, man, we, we're not going to hit. And then some days the hitters win, and you're like, man, we can't pitch. You know, <laughs> you, you'd like to know, like, kind of what, sure. what we got and what we are. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, which, which sometimes takes lining up against somebody else to do it. but yeah. uh, It'll be good to get that one going and underway and and kind of know where we're at a little bit with our personnel. And, and, you know, I've always been a believer that players get 10% better, or 10% worse, in competition Mm. like when the games start when you're playing somebody else like who can elevate who they are or who shies away from it Yeah, you know and i think you know the guys that shy away from it can always get better with that because i think you know there's a there is a fear of failure component at this level that creeps in um at times and i think once you get a player beyond that is when you get the actual player at their best um so you know, we've got a lot of new guys, so we're about to we're about to learn a lot. Mm. You know, we've got a lot of guys that haven't played much college baseball at all, mm. and they're going to have to go out there and play for us. So I think that bodes well for the future because they're guys we like and they're talented guys, but they're, they're not guys that have been out there in the, in the fire a whole lot. So we're about to see what we're made out yeah. <laughs> of, and that'll be good. Um, you know, from there we'll go out to Duke and play a, a formidable – ACC opponent mm-hmm. in their place and have to go through travel for the first time and have to go through the bus ride and the flight and then another bus ride and practice on the road and how we're going to go about all that. So we'll learn a lot that weekend, uh, about who we are and how we handle those things, how we handle a different environment. You know, I think 18 of our first 21 are at home, so that's a necessary weekend for us. Um, going into Big 12 play, um, you know, another – good opponent, so, and then we'll come back here in Youngstown State um, and and Mercer for the following two weekends, Mm. so I believe Mercer was an NCAA tournament team last year as well, so, you know, we we certainly, you know, it's a good schedule, I think it's a, I think it's a really well put together, balanced schedule for our our pre-Big 12 stuff um, for year one, I really do, Um, but we're excited, you know, I I don't think we're ever going to shy away from anybody, you know, but at the same time. You know, in year one with a bunch of new guys, you you like some games that you feel like you, you match mm-hmm. up well, mm-hmm. in. so and I think we've got that.
1: A lot of home games, yeah. a lot of home For games. Thirty
2: six home games, I believe. Right, so, right. Um, I know, I know, we're fired up. We've we've sold a fair amount of season yes. tickets. Yeah, so, yes. um, We're we're continuing to push that forward, and yeah. you know, it it just it, Coach Drew says it all the time, but you know, the energy. That fans can bring to a ballpark or you
1: makes know, a difference. That it? Yeah. it makes a huge difference. Yeah.
2: It makes a, it makes a difference to the kids. It makes a difference to, a difference to the opponent. Um, you know, and it, and it can create create an environment that's really difficult to play in for the other guys. Which is ideally what we what we want. Yep. <laughs>
1: well Mitch would slap us if we didn't mention season tickets because he's been so good at pushing he would slap season us tickets. he might we better mention them then. yes but uh, season tickets available baylorbears.com slash tickets two five four seven one zero one thousand and I I feel a real uh, energy around the program just with you and Mitch and Jim Blair and everybody coming back but with Mitch coming back I mean there's a lot of excitement about the program going in
2: well, I th- I think what those guys were able to do, and, and by those guys, I'm talking about Smitty and Mitch and Hoot, um, is they created a, a a culture here that, you know, I hate to say it at the time, it was a baseball school. Yeah. You yeah. It's and, and, a good point. It was. And, yeah. You know, for the rest of the athletic department, really hadn't caught up yet. Yeah. And, and they were doing things at a level, um, I think nationally, that was ahead, hmm. you know, and, and I think the people around here jumped on board pretty quick. And I think there was a desire and an urge to have that back. Um, But I think more importantly than anything, what those guys did was engage a community and a fan base and a a alumni base Mm -hmm. that maybe was the most important. Mm. I mean, you talk about three pretty personable guys Mm -hmm. that that were likable and Mm. and did their job at a really high level um, on a day in and day out basis it's easy to support. So I think what we've got in that office over there now is a, is a replica of that. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I hope they like me. I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, but I do think, you know, there's, there's some personality over there and some dynamic qualities that, that people are gravitate, people will gravitate towards. And, and, you know, we're going to put a product on the field that people like to watch. You know, we're going to play hard. <laughs> we're going to play with some passion and some energy and some toughness. Um, and i hope i hope that's appealing you know i think you know winning games always helps yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you know once you you know hopefully we can get that that ball rolling quicker you know than later but um i think those things are are, are a big part of creating fan base yeah. and creating um, an environment um so a lot of that's on us yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, i think who you're we are, who we are as people how we do on the field yeah. how our teams represent themselves you know, the, the passion and care that kids play for or play with. I think all those things are appealing to, to what we have here in Central Texas.
0: Yeah. You talked about that alumni base. And John and I get to work daily with Cody Hall, Cody Jake Hall. Baskin. Right. and yeah. But just to hear of – How many guys come back to y'all's events and just the involvement? I mean, I I know all Baylor Athletics alumni are involved, but it feels like y'all do have something special. Like, what do you think that comes from, just the relationships with the coaches or the time here?
2: I think so. I I think the relationships with the coaches. I think our time here, you know, Baylor's a unique place. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, uh, Baylor baseball at the time was – was a pretty big fraternity of sorts, mm. you know, within the community, within, you know, out, outlying areas, like the guys that played here before us came back and we mm. got to know those guys. And then the guys, you know, that just kept infiltrating, you know, throughout the generations. And, and I think, you know, that, that stuff matters. Yeah. And I th- I think a fair amount of that went away for a while. Um, and and i don't think it's anybody's fault i don't think you know what you know mm. or what you don't know you can't be blamed for that so um but i do think it's important i think it's what what makes it special i think it's what makes it unique and i think it's what we've got a a really good chance of attaining again mm. um but yeah you know cody paul thorpe um yeah jake baskin like there's there's a significant you know Baylor Baseball alumni mm-hmm. base still here. That's right. You know, that's myself, right. myself, Love it. myself Jim yeah. Blair, you know, yeah. that, are, that are still working at the university, which is cool. Yeah. Um you know, those are guys like that I personally spend a lot of time with. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Um, you know, I think that part's cool and um I yeah. hope we can make all those guys proud. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's really the the goal is to take care of your kids on campus and make the guys that came before them proud, you know? And if we can do those two things, I think we're doing a heck of a job. That's awesome.
1: Very well said, Zach. uh, Good luck getting the season going. We appreciate visiting with you and thanks for your time and we're glad you're back, man. It is great. It is exciting for Baylor baseball.
0: Well, I'm excited too, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there is a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your
1: podcasts. Well, that was fun, Katie. It's uh, baseball, softball season is here. All the spring sports getting going. But, uh, gosh, isn't it fun?
0: It is fun. Love having Zach back. And I think it it was so cool at the end there to hear him talk about the different people that work here at Baylor and just how that speaks to their experience and wanting to come back and wanting to give back. And he's just such a great example of that. So, what a blessing for us to have him here.
1: It is huge. Season opener February 17th at Baylor Ballpark. Mitch, season tickets are available now, (laughs) 254-710-1000 or online at baylorbears.com slash tickets. That would apply to baseball and softball season tickets. The season is right around the corner. That's our Sikkim podcast for this week, powered by Rogue Media Network. For Katie Smith, for Zach Dillon, I'm John Morris. Thanks for being with us. Talk to you next week with our next Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to The Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network.
0: The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.